I am living very rural in a small village with maybe 10 or 15 houses, but close to the highway. You can drive there within 5 minutes, and it's also about 10 minutes away from town. If you cross the street, it just takes you about a 10 minute walk to reach the forest. Christmas Day. In the afternoon, my partner and I decided to go for a little digestive walk as we were really stuffed from all the food. It was about 5 p.m. and it was already dark when we left and we had a big and bright LED flashlight with us. I also took my camera and my flash as I love taking pictures of nature at night. We decided to walk on a little country road towards the forest then turn right, following a small graveled cycle track close to the forest border which connects our village and the next, about a 15 to 20 minute walk between villages. In the middle part of the track, you have to walk through a small bit of forest. It was rather dark and the trees were very high and quite dense. When we entered, I saw our flashlight reflecting on something and recognized the car being parked there on the side of the track, close to the trees. This struck me as odd as cars are not allowed to drive there and the path was very narrow and hidden, so I was a bit cautious. My partner pointed out the light inside of the car and it seemed to be empty. I also noticed that the windows were frozen, so I must have been parked there for a while. A bit in front of the car, I spotted a tree with an intriguing structure and asked my partner to point the flashlight towards it so I could focus better and photograph with my flash. After I took a few images, my partner told me, Um, there's someone standing behind us in the middle of the road. He's looking at us. Nobody was following us the whole way. I had been looking around and behind us occasionally because at this time of the evening and close to the border of the forest were a lot of boars sometimes and it's mating season so they're a bit more aggressive than usual. Indeed, there was a man standing behind us staying out of our flashlight's reach. He wasn't saying anything, just standing there facing us. At first, I thought he might be startled as it may seem a bit weird if someone's just standing there taking photos around your car. I decided to get up and confront him from a distance, explaining to him that I was just taking photos of the tree. He didn't react and just stood there. I then went on to ask him if he needed some light, and he replied that it wasn't necessary. It was odd, but I was calm, sure about there being a normal explanation for his behavior. Nonetheless, my partner and I decided to get the fuck out of there and follow the path leading to the next village. Maybe about five to seven minutes until we reached it. I remember the letters on his license plate, not the numbers though, unfortunately, and googled it. And it turned out that he's from a city about six hours away from our village. Mind you, the country I live in is in a very strict lockdown right now, so you're only allowed to travel if you have very urgent reasons. After we reached the lantern of the next village, we looked back and observed the car driving a bit out of the forest, turning around, and then going back inside. I was able to see that he parked there again and turned off his lights, not leaving the forest. We then went home a much longer way than we initially intended, as I didn't want to go back there for obvious reasons. Our flashlight battery died on the way and my phone battery was low so I didn't want to call the police right then but I called them as soon as I arrived home and gave them all the details. Big regret that I didn't memorize the whole license plate but it was just so surprising that I seriously didn't think about it. 
Also, it only occurred to me as really strange when I thought about the frozen windows. Plus, him having no light and not responding. He did seem to be sneaking up on us when I sat down to take the photo. I think I was very lucky to have my partner, the camera, and a bright light with me. I don't want to imagine what would have happened if I was alone. So creepy guy sneaking around the forest, let's not meet. Edit. When I told my housemate, she theorized that he may be spying on houses very close to the forest border, as you can easily look into their backyards without being seen. You'd have to walk a bit up a hill and further, about five minutes, but I think it's likely. I had thought about photographing the car when we entered the forest part of the path, but for some reason I felt unwell about it and decided not to do it, despite it being an interesting scene. In hindsight, I believe I was saved by this, as he must have hidden behind trees close to the car and the forest entrance. If he was planning on burglary, or worse, dumping a body, I think it's not unlikely that he may have attacked me if he realized I took a photo of his car with a recognizable license plate. Update. Went back to the spot and found a tape marking one of the trees. A very small hideout, more to store things than to sit in, as well as some cut off part of backpack. This incident happened to me over the Christmas holidays, and it just occurred to me that the sheer insanity of it might make a good fit for this sub. For reference, I'm a 24 year old female. My cousin and I decided to go up a few hours north for a nice winter cabin weekend. It was great, nothing creepy at all. On our final day, we packed up at 6am and hopped into the car to get an early start on the 5 hour drive we had ahead of us. It was a foggy morning, not actively snowing, but previous snowfalls had piled up quite a bit, making the drive a little risky in the dark early hours of the morning. My cousin was driving, and we were chatting and listening to a podcast, not too aware of our surroundings. We were about 20 minutes into our drive when, unfortunately, the car skidded off the road a little, and we slightly grazed a tree. We got out and took a look, and by some miracle, there was no damage or anything to the car. As my cousin and I started to laugh with relief, we were just thanking our luck. I shielded my eyes because some idiot with their crazy high beams coming behind us, so obnoxious, my cousin laughed and started to open our door and step back in when the blinding headlight car honks and continues to keep at it as it approaches us. My cousin and I look at each other, super confused but quickly hop back in the car. The vehicle begins to slow down and we're able to see that there's a man in the driver's seat. He finally takes his hand off the horn and pulls up right next to my cousin's car, which was dumb because we were off the road and it was crazy slippery. He rolls down his window and motions for my cousin and I to roll down ours. We figured it's fine since he's still inside his car and we're in ours. I know, probably still a stupid move. Hey ladies, in a rush this morning? He laughs. Uh, not really, just trying to get home. Can we help you with something? My cousin replied, totally stone cold poker face. Oh no, I just noticed you dropped something about two kilometers back. It fell out of your trunk. My cousin turned to look at me. Did you shut the trunk when we left? Yeah, dude, obviously, I replied, and knowing the way that the car is shaped, we would have seen and definitely heard an open trunk. No thanks, sir, 
I think you might have us mixed up with someone, my cousin said, and immediately rolled up her window. This man gave off bad vibes. He starts blaring his horn again and motioning us to roll down the windows. My cousin rolls it down again and sees him holding up women's underwear and smiling. See? This look familiar? I can literally remember the exact tone with which he said it. No thanks sir, you have a great day now. My cousin quickly rolled up her window again and floored it out of there, hopping back on the road and thankfully the man was either taken aback by it or just gave up because we didn't see him for the next hour or so. My cousin and I were both a little shaken up but tried to laugh it off since we were safe and we hadn't seen his car following us or anything. About two hours into our trip, we get off an exit to fill up and grab some breakfast at Starbucks. My cousin and I mobile ordered, so we quickly ran in to grab our food and drinks. It had started snowing at this point, and while the sun had been up for a little bit, it was still foggy and gloomy, making it hard to see the surroundings. I ran in, and as I reached for our food, someone's arm reached over mine and grabbed a napkin, and I instantly flinched back. When I looked up, I truly almost shat myself. It was the fucking man. Despite him never getting out of his car, he did have his lights on and we were able to get a clear view of his face. It was him, I was sure. Look at us, just old friends. He smiled at me. I immediately looked down, grabbed my food, and started walking out of the store. As I was leaving, I heard him talking to the barista saying, See that beauty queen? That's my beauty queen. What the fuck? I almost had a tear in my eyes because I was so terrified. I power walked back to the car almost tripping outside because I was so scared and not walking like a normal person. I hopped in and screamed, we need to get the fuck back on the road, he's inside the fucking Starbucks. My cousin started laughing thinking I was pranking her but she quickly realized that that was not the case when the man walked out of Starbucks a few seconds later with no drink or food in hand, walking straight towards our car waving at us. My cousin quickly started to turn the car on when the man reached into his pocket. I generally thought that he would pull out a weapon, but instead he was holding up the underwear he had before. Thankfully, my cousin took no time in backing out and speeding back onto the highway. We both were freaking out at this point, not sure how we ended up at the same spot despite us not seeing him behind us at all. He could have taken some sort of back roads that we didn't know about but would have taken him much longer than us to get there. Unless he was trailing behind us, I don't know. We quickly tried to find an alternate route on our maps app, and thankfully there was one that made us go through some local roads, which we hoped might help. Of course, with our luck, as we were going through the smaller town, I felt the car getting gradually slower on my side. We pulled over at a well-lit gas station and realized that we were losing air in one of the tires. We were both too scared to get out, but figured that if we both went out together, it would be less scary. So we did. We filled the tire with some air, and it seemed to be okay. We got back into the car, back on our way. Everything seemed to be fine until about 10 minutes later, when this car seemed to appear out of nowhere, directly behind us. My cousin and I looked at each other, having no idea what to do if it was the man. Our suspicions were confirmed when he blared his stupid horn yet again and quickly swerved off the road to get right next to us. So this time, he was on my side. He had his windows rolled down, screaming at us. 
At this point, I gave zero fucks and called my brother-in-law, who is a cop. I know I should have called the police directly. It was a stupid move, but at the moment, I was still trying to justify this as not being that serious. My brother-in-law told us to drive directly to the nearest police station and to call them right away so they would be on alert. Literally as he's distracting me, the creep hit the brakes and just stopped on the side of the snowy icy road. We were still speeding away so it quickly got harder to see him, but from what I could make out, he had gotten out of his car and was just sitting on the hood. Just fucking sitting on the hood of his car in freezing snowy weather. My cousin and I did not want to stop or do anything. With only about an hour left in our journey, we decided to just book it straight home, and thankfully that was the end of that. I know we made a lot of mistakes that could have potentially had horrible consequences, but I'm super happy we made it out alive and unharmed. I still don't know how he caught up to us seemingly magically and why he just sat there at the end, but I don't even want to find out at this point. The last half of 2017 was pretty exhausting. The most draining part, both emotionally, physically, and financially, has been the laborious task of moving my father into an aged care facility due to his rapidly advancing dementia. He lives in Tasmania, where I grew up. I'm currently living and working in Brisbane, which is about 1,500 miles north of Tasmania. I have been making the three and a half hour flight down to Tasmania about twice a month to sort out my dad's situation. I have been busy myself by fixing his empty, dilapidated home in order to get it ready to be sold. I moved out all of his furniture and belongings, save for a pile of blankets and pillows that I turned into a makeshift bed on the floor while I'm visiting. The house is situated in a semi-rural area, surrounded by overgrown trees and bushes. It's an old house, it's damp, everything creaks, and there's currently no electricity, which makes the nighttime very creepy. The house itself is not very secure. No alarm system. Doors have locks, but a forceful nudge will pop them right open. I flew in on Christmas Eve in the late evening, picked up the rental car to make the hour-long drive to the house. I stopped at a mate's place, who lived about 10 minutes away from my dad's place. We had a few beers and shot the shit about the year that had just passed. After about a couple hours, I realized I probably had to pass the legal blood alcohol limit to drive. My mate's legendary wife dropped me off at my dad's and offered to come back in the morning to pick me up and go back to their place to get my car. A Christmas miracle. I entered my dad's house around midnight. Inside the house was pitch black and in my slightly drunk state, I flipped on the light switch and nothing happened. Oh yeah, that's right. No power. Using my phone as a light to navigate my way through the house over the creaky floorboards, I noticed that some of the tools that I had left laying around the house had been stolen. I sighed and accepted the fact that it was my own stupid fault for leaving them out in an unsecure house. Some kids probably noticed that no one was living there and took advantage of the situation. It was a tad unsettling knowing someone had been there, but I didn't bother calling the police over a hammer, wrench, and screwdriver that came to the grand total of $16.50. The good news is the big toolbox which I kept locked in the laundry cupboard that had the most expensive power tools was still intact. I studied the padlock and the space around it. 
and it looked like it was pretty scratched up and dented, like someone crudely attempted to prize it open. Nice try, dickhead, I said aloud to myself. The toolbox is very heavy, too big for one person to carry it, unless you're Andre the Giant. Exhausted, I went into one of the furniture-less bedrooms and made my makeshift bed out of the pillows and blankets. I couldn't get comfortable, and it was taking me a while to drift off to sleep. As I was laying there, the only sounds I could hear over the ringing of my tenderness was the gentle rustle of the wind through the trees. I could also hear what sounded like the unmistakable crunch of boots on the gravel driveway that went up the side of the house. I tried to listen harder. Then there was a loud gong sound of something solid coming in contact with the metal railing that leads up to the back door. This made me sit up, wide-eyed, while my heart rate starts to increase. Maybe it was a wallaby or a possum. I sit there, as still as possible, just listening. I can hear the sound of the trees and the wind, and nothing else for a few moments, and I start to calm down. This was interrupted by the pop and squeak of our back door being pushed open. Fuck. I froze, not knowing what to do. I can hear footsteps creaking through the back of the house, and I hear the laundry cupboard being opened. I was at the other end of the hallway, but I could hear whispering. The only words I could make out were, There. Shh. Quick. I pull myself together and pull out my phone to call the police. I chat with the dispatcher while burying my head under a pillow to muffle my voice. I explain the situation to the dispatcher, and she says that police are on their way. While this is happening, I hear a clink of what I could only assume the lock of the toolbox being broken. The dispatcher suggests I lock the door of the room I'm in. I agree, and I slowly crawl across the room to the door. One of the floorboards creaks so freaking loudly. I froze, and I hear dead silence from the laundry room. They must have heard. After about 30 seconds of standing still, I try to make another step and get another high-pitched creak. But this one seemed to work in my favor, because I hear the new house guests scatter away out the back door. I lock the bedroom door and tell the dispatchers that I think they've gone. She tells me to stay put until the police arrive, and I tell her that I'm more than happy to comply. After about five minutes, the cops arrive, and the dispatcher bids me a farewell. The police did a search of the area, but found nothing. As expected, they had tried to break open the toolbox. One of the cops says, Why don't they just have bolt cutters? Fucking amateurs. And we all have a little laugh. I explained to the police about how when I came home, some of the tools that I left laying around were stolen, and that this toolbox already looked like it had been attempted to be broken into. Upon hearing that, the other cop stated his theory of how the events took place. They probably broke in earlier tonight, before you got there. They grabbed what they could grab, tried to open the toolbox but couldn't, and then left to get something to open it up with. While they were gone, you came home, and then they arrived back here to open the toolbox. I doubt they are dangerous, probably just kids. I make a report and that's that. I stayed up until sunrise and then decided to have a couple hours of sleep until Lucy came to pick me up to collect my car. I asked if I could keep the tools at their place for safekeeping, to which they agree. I drove down to my dad's old folks home and had a Christmas lunch with him and his new elderly buddies. 
The following day, I go to a hardware store and purchase some newer, sturdier door locks. A few years back on Christmas Eve, my car wouldn't start and I was at my boyfriend's place. It was very late. I had to get to my parents to wake up with my baby girls for Christmas. I decided to take the bus. I get off and have about a 10 minute walk to their house. I was wearing heels and it's cold. This is in Vegas and it's in the dead of night. No traffic and whatnot. But I'm about halfway there when this lady pulls up beside me and says, Merry Christmas, let me give you a ride. It's dangerous out here. It's cold. Come on, get in. Dumb lazy me says, okay. I open her passenger door and I see a pair of eyes hiding under clothes and garbage. I slammed the door and ran home to my parents. She followed me for a bit, but I had my cell phone out talking to my boyfriend. I'm so happy I didn't get in. I'm sure I would have been kidnapped. This story took place only last week, just before Christmas. My friends and I decided to go out for a few drinks to celebrate Christmas. It was an unusual night, a bit busier than normal nights, but a great atmosphere. We went to the usual bar that we go to that does craft beers, which we love. While we were there, my other college friend was there that I haven't seen in a while, so we were catching up with them. You know, the usual. How's work, family, etc. He suggested that we go to a new bar across the street. We finished our drinks and went across to the new place, and it was amazing. The place was jam-packed, but it had a great welcoming atmosphere. So we managed to get a table, and when we ordered, I had to use the bathroom. While walking to the bathroom, I passed a black-haired girl who saw me and said hi while checking me out. I said hi back and proceeded to the bathroom. I returned back to the table, and my college friend says, I have to go. We say our goodbyes and finish our drinks. My other friend suggests we go to this late-night bar, so we all went there. The place was more quiet than usual, as it mainly had couples, but we stayed anyways and ordered drinks. A few hours passed when three girls came in, and they were at the bar ordering. They were very drunk, and who was with them? The black-haired girl from earlier. She saw me and smiled, and I just smiled back at her. About ten minutes later, she comes over to my table and says my name. I just looked at her and then looked at my friends, which were also puzzled. What scared me the most is what she said next. She told me my address, hometown, who I was, and all my family. I was puzzled, so I asked if she knew me through one of my relations. She said, no, I just know you. I had never seen her before in my life, just at the other bar earlier. She started talking to my friend. I then saw one of her friends look in horror and then walk over and grab the black haired girl away from us. We just looked at each other stunned, like what just happened? We decided to go out to the smoking area to have a smoke. While walking to the table, I passed a small blonde woman who called me by my name and I said hi to her, puzzled. I walked a little further and I slightly looked back in her direction. She was with another girl and I heard her say to her, fuck, I called him by his name. 
and then they left. We left a little while later, and nothing crazy happened since. Nearly everywhere I go, people always come up to me and talk to me. I guess I seem like a friendly face. This story had me more puzzled than scared. This is a bit of a long story. It also doesn't really directly involve a person, at least not one I can identify. So, I live in a different country from my family, and because of COVID, they were all in their respective homes over Christmas. As a result, opening gifts took all day because everyone is in a different house in a different time zone. It's fine, opening Christmas gifts does go on all day some years. So this year, I finally get to open my last gift about 9am, my time. I was online with my sister, who was 7 hours behind me, and then I realized I had one more gift left that had no name on the tag. It came from Amazon weeks earlier, and was in one of their gift bags. My sister assured me that it wasn't her, so I opened it with her on the line. It was a set of knives. I had this on my wish list, and it was a nice surprise, but I still had no idea who it came from. As I was hanging out with my sister, my older sister started FaceTiming her. So I asked her to check whether she had sent the gift, but we missed it in all the chaos. So my sister Brandy confirms to my sister Ashley that no, she did not send them. So since both sisters are confirming that I didn't send them, I believe both of them, no question. I know that my brother is at my parents' house, so I messaged him to double check that neither him or my parents had sent me them. Key confirms that there definitely wasn't either of them. This basically leaves my significant other, a friend here in UK, and a friend in Canada. Because of COVID, we all agreed to have a gift-free Christmas this year. There's really only those three left, as no one else knows my Amazon wish list. As in, you'd have to search for it if you weren't one of those who subscribed to it, if you follow. My significant other says no, he didn't order them, but did confess that he did buy me a small gift once he finishes isolating from visiting his family. My friend in the UK says it wasn't her, even though that's exactly the kind of prank she pulled, seeing that we're both true crime junkies. But she's pissed that she didn't think of it herself. She would without question tell me if it was her, if she knew I was concerned though, and categorically promised that she did not do it. Lastly, my friend from Canada says it wasn't her because she didn't even know about my wish list and asked for the link. She actually went on it and did buy me something for after Christmas. So I turned back to the gift. I checked when it was sent. The first week of December, I asked Amazon if they could tell me who sent it so I could thank them. As expected, under data protection laws, they can't tell me who sent them. I recheck the tag and realize it's been overwritten. This is the bit that is a little creepy and sinister. The default Amazon gift card reading is a jovial, enjoy your gift. This tag had been written over in all caps, not so jolly, enjoy your gift, which slightly was more menacing, considering this is a knife block and a set of five kitchen knives. So basically, I got sent knives with a slightly but definitely menacing message from someone who must know me. It can't be an accident. It would take going into my wish list, selecting the gift, ticking for gift wrapping, changing the text, reviewing the order, 
and placing the order and then paying. There's no way this was accidental. So the only person I could think of is a person with whom I've been friends with for over a decade. She's become quite anti-vax and very abrasive and I called her on it. She didn't take it well and we effectively ended our friendship about a week before the knives were sent. She knew I had a wish list. Money isn't a huge issue to her, so spending 40 euros on a knife block wouldn't be a problem. I didn't want to ask her as the last two times we spoke, she tried to get me to argue for two days and I have no interest in rekindling that fire. So I just wanted a little feedback really. I know it's not my family or my three friends. They aren't the kind to hold out on a joke if they know it's disturbing me. This other ex-friend, well, it seems odd to pay good money for something I clearly want but not take the credit. But then, I guess she has it out that if I asked whether she sent them, she could always say, Oh, I must not have filled out the gift card, even though it's clearly been overwritten. It's entirely possible that she moseyed on into my wish list as she bought from it before and had access and picked knives as a sort of you'll need more knives, all the old ones are in my back type of idea. If it is her, there's no nice meaning behind it is what I'm saying. 